Dark Charm presents Fun with Dirt. Starring Denny Atwell, Justin Gregory, Miguel Pedroza, Robert Hunter, and Mac McCloskey as the gatekeeper. Ladies and gentlemen, this match is scheduled for one fall with a 20-minute time limit. Being accompanied to the ring by Hatchet and Squish from Boston, Massachusetts, weighing in at 220 pounds. The local bingo hall was alive with vibrant wrestling fans who were waiting for the next match as a familiar song came out of the PA speakers. Demolition by Rick Derringer came blaring out as Lance walked out of the backstage area and stopped just after the curtains. He was dressed in all black. His hair dyed jet black and he wore a pair of black trunks, knee pads, arm pads, and a black leather jacket with identical spikes on it. A few moments later, Harry and Jay dressed in the classic tag team's wrestling gear, came out with him. They walked with all the swagger in the world. You got this, dude! Not every gimmick is a good one, dude. You're just getting started. He climbed into the ring and stood up. He saw the people booing him, and for the moment of his life, a smile creeped over his face while beneath the mask. This is heaven. He said to himself as he started shouting obscenities at the fan. You guys suck balls! You're nothing but mosquitoes to Lance! Lance is the greatest, motherfucker! Get your love in now, assholes! Because Lance is going to rip your dude apart! And now, your special guest referee for this evening is from Sarasota, Florida. He weighs 275 pounds. He is the legendary, the one, the only, Macho Man Randy Savage! The crowd was on their feet as if time stopped in the golden age of wrestling. In all his glory, Macho Man Randy Savage came strutting and twirling to the ring. He was dressed in a black overcoat and a black cowboy hat. Jay couldn't breathe as Harry came up to him. Did, did you know he was going to be here? He's magnificent. But his hair and his beard snow white. Both looked toward Lance, who smiled at them, almost breaking the illusion. This is a present for all you've done for me. Stop it before we break the The Macho Man leapt into the ring as if 30 years hadn't lapsed. The crowd cheered for the man, and Jay wanted to be just like those fans in the seats. Savage took off his black overcoat, and underneath he was wearing a referee's shirt. His hair was slicked back into a ponytail, but it was true and tight. His hair white as snow. Age had caught up with the Macho Man, but it didn't matter. He was still the same guy that Jay had loved all his career. He walked over to them. How you doing, boys? Let's get this done. Oh, yeah! Macho went back to address the fans. Lance looked at him cold, and then toward Harry and Jay. Thank God you two have those masks on your faces. They hide your inexperience. Now remember the angle. Get out of the ring, and I'll give the signal. The baby faces of the match's music finally began playing over the speakers. It was an original song, so nothing recognizable, but the fans of the bingo hall shouted their love for the guy. From behind the curtains, a tall mountain of a man walked out and stared at the crowd. They were chanting and saying, Krampus Nuts! Krampus Nuts! Krampus Nuts! Krampus Nuts! Come on, 
Yeah. Are you looking, Jay, with an idea? Hey, dude, that guy's massive. He could seriously be like a villain in a movie or something. Jay looked at the guy who was over the top rope and lifted his arms. He screamed at the crowd, and they returned the favor as a wave of sound came rushing back to Harry and Jay as they waited. Lance is in trouble. Lance walked over to the behemoth as the Macho Man stepped between them, like he was giving last-minute instructions for the match. Harry and Jay left the ring and took Lance's jacket. Lance began to taunt the big man and stick his fingers into his massive chest. You're just a big piece of shit, man. I'm the real class here, baby. And you're nothing but... <laughs> the big man, who is only known to Harry and Jay as Krampus, immediately seized Lance by the throat. Lance waved his hands wildly in the air as the crowd began to cheer. Krampus growled as he lifted him in the air, held him in the air for a few seconds, and slammed him down straight onto his back. Lance's face was a grimace as he cowered in pain. He's good. I actually believe Lance is injured. Harry, as Squish, said under his breath to Jay, who was portraying Hatchet. Um, are you sure he's faking this dude? That was one hell of a choke slam. Krampus began stomping on Lance, but Jay was relieved as he saw the most of the catch were only touching on Lance's. Yeah. We're, uh, we're still going according to plan? Yep. Lance is supposed to get the shit kicked out of him for a little while and be a surprise. The most devastating move in sports entertainment. And then, we get involved? We're not taking any major bumps, but yeah. Wait, wait. Bumps? I'm not taking any bumps. I never trained him. I thought we were just gonna go in and beat the crap out of that Krampus guy. His creative control clause in his contract state that even though he would get a beating, he needs to make a comeback. Krampus continued his onslaught on Lance. Lance was selling his opponent's move very well, as the wincing in his face was almost convincing enough to make Harry really wonder. Krampus delivered some massive chops to Lance, and his chest was starting to blister already. Krampus was literally slapping him hard. Harry's eyes widened. Um, I just had a thought. Look how jacked that dude is. What if... What if he was a real killer? What are you talking about? The script, man. What if we use this Krampus myth to make a serial killer and use this dude as inspiration? Instead of these, you know, deadly chops, what if he was actually using a real knife? I love the idea, but... Gangway! Jay was too enthralled with the conversation to realize that Lance was lifted up by Krampus in the gorilla press and thrown at Harry and Jay. Harry lifted his hands up and up, but Jay didn't get them high enough as Lance came crashing down onto his head and knocked him unconscious. When Jay came to, he was lying on a gurney in the back of the bingo hall with a paramedic looking into his dazed and confused face. Hey! Hey, hey can hey, you hear me? The paramedic said, but Jay heard it in a muffled and bassy tone. He looked at the paramedic confused. He then saw Harry out of the corner of his vision, and he was leaning against the wall with a wince on his face. He saw that Jay was conscious and walked over to him. Dude, are you okay? Crap has got a hold of him, why do you sound like Bert Sesame Street? Huh? Never mind. What happened? I feel like I got slapped silly. Harry sat down and a wince came over his face. Oh, you forgot to protect yourself, and when Lance came crashing down on us, you got needing a noggin. You were out for about an hour. The attendants had to take you back here so the paramedics could check you out. I wasn't so lucky. Why? What happened to you? Krampus walked into the dressing room and patted Harry on the back. He let out a slight wince, but took the pain. Hey, Harry. 
Good job of taking that butt, man. Jay was even more confused because Krampus didn't sound anything like it was supposed to sound. He had a nasally tone and a much more mousy feel to him. It paled in comparison to his physique. It made Jay confused, but he remained silent. Harry shook Krampus's hand. It will be the last one I will take, too. My wrestling career is over. <laughs> my, my back is shot, Chris. Chris? Yeah, bud. Chris, yeah, that's my, that's my real name. He put out his hand. Hey, sorry I hit you with Lance, dude. I, I thought you would have protected yourself. You know, put the hands up. But instead of shaking his hand, Krampus, or Chris, had a picture in it. Jay took it out of his hand. Jay focused on the 8x10 picture. I told him you were a big fan, and uh, he signed it before he left. In his hands was an autographed picture of Macho Man Randy Savage in all of his glory, standing on the middle rope, pointing to the crowd, and giving it the best he could. He wrote in black sharpie, Cover your ass next time so we can talk. Macho Man Randy Savage, ooh yeah! A tear came down his face. You should have seen the promo Lance did as the whole thing ended, man. It was top-notch stuff. They even talked about maybe using him as a guest commentator in events if he didn't wrestle. Harry said as he pointed out toward the ring area. Jay looked at the paramedic. Am I going to be okay? Oh, you're going to be fine. It doesn't look like you got a concussion, but just knock yourself, silly. Take it easy for a couple of days, you should be just fine. Believe me, I'm not going to be wrestling ever again. Lance finally came walking back into the locker room. His chest was bleeding, but he seemed to be okay. He walked up to Krampus and shook his hand. Krampus pointed at Lance's chest. Oh, oh damn, bro. I didn't think I hit you that hard. Asked you if I didn't know you weren't going to give me some pep in there. Thank you for the match and putting me over. Man, are you kidding, Lance? I was a fan of your old man. And I know you have great mic skills. It was the least they could do. I think, uh, I think... We'll make some good money down the road, what do you say? Are you coming to Goober's funeral? It's Monday afternoon. Uh, I can't. I, I gotta be in Philly for a show. So I'll be on the road. I wish I could, man. But you know, it's the business, you know. Well, I'm gonna get patched up. Hey, take care, Lance. I'll check on you when I get back, man. Two days later, the sun was shining outside. It was a good day for Goober's funeral. Jay pulled into McGee's funeral parlor when his cell phone began to ring. It was Harry on the other end. Jones, Harry had the day off, but Jay had to come Jones, in for mausoleum duty, but afterward was taking care of Goober. Of Jay answered the phone. What, dude? You missed me already? It's your day off, man. Go do something. You're not supposed to be at the funeral until I too. know, I know, but, um... Jay, do you have your radio on? No. Why? What's going on? Dude, turn on your radio and turn it to the news. Harry, what the hell is going on? He's dead, dude. This confused Jay even further. Jay hated when Harry got cryptic. Who's dead? Jay turned on his radio to hear a news bulletin being played. Macho Man Randy Savage crashed his SUV in a tree while having a heart attack. He died, but his wife survived. He swerved out of the way to make sure that no one else could get hurt. Oh, God. Are you okay? Jay didn't know what to say. I... I don't know. Don't forget to talk to Goober. He's being interned today. I'll see you after my appointment, okay? What appointment? Oh, yeah, the chiropractor. Yeah, man. See you at two. 
Jay hung up on Harry, not because he was being mad or anything. He was in shock. He had the chance to speak in detail to who he felt was the greatest wrestler who had ever lived, and because of his mistake, he lost the chance. He never in a million years thought that Macho was gone. Jay got out of the van and walked slowly to the parlor. Old Man McGee walked out of the house and walked up to Jay. Mr. Wentz, may I have a word with you? Yes, sir. Lance McElhenney stated he wants you to assist his father's internment in the mausoleum. Mr. Osgood isn't working today, correct? He's off today, yeah. But he'll be there for the funeral. Why? Jay noticed that Old Man McGee was unaware of his weekend festivities. Lance McElhenney is a friend. Old Man McGee shook his head, probably because he didn't fathom why two gravediggers would be friends with someone like him, until he realized that wrestling was the angle. Well then, if Mr. Osgood is a spectator for this, you'll have some help coming with Jerry then. With Griff still being on vacation, we'll need him to help. Craig and I loaded Mr. McElhaney's coffin in the hearse, ready for you at 1.30. Jay nodded as if in another world. What's going on? You on something? You don't look good, Mr. Wentz. Jay became transparent. Not because he was sentimental with old man McGee, but because the shock deadened him. I just found out that someone close to me died today. Normally, McGee would deliver a scathing troop of tough love and send Harry and him on their way. But this time it was completely different. Mr. McGee nodded as if he understood. Mr. Wentz, I'm sorry for your loss. But do you remember what I told you after Clarence died? We grieve, we mourn, but we must move on. Exactly. That's the life of someone in this business. Jay grew a little more respect for Old Man McGee that day, but it wasn't enough to totally erase the asshole he normally was. McGee patted him on the shoulder and pointed to the hearse. Now get going. You're going to be late. Remember, Jerry will meet you there. Jay walked to the hearse, turned on the radio, and pulled out of the parlor parking lot. A few miles later, Jay pulled into the cemetery and saw Lance waiting with his mother outside of the mausoleum. There were no friends or other family there for Lance to help him mourn, and no fans there for their appreciation. Lance's father's reputation was abrasive and a bit of a turnoff to others he apparently worked with. He didn't even see Harry there, which puzzled him because he said he would be there by two. This worried Jay a little, but it was still early. Harry would show up on time. Jay turned off the engine but noticed a voice coming from the back. Hey, man, hey, you, you and your did a fantastic fucking job. Hey, man, thank you so much for looking out for my kid. He turned around and saw that the casket was open, and Goober was peeking through the window at him. Dude, you're supposed to be in your coffin. Get down or they will see you. Jay tried to shoo him away as if he were a fly or a bee. Okay, come on, Jay. Don't you know what is left for your script? Don't you get it? You could have told me while I was driving here. Nope. Well, I didn't really, I like the music you're just playing too much. I was really into it. I was getting pumped. Just like when I was getting ready to go on in the ring, you know? A lot of adrenaline, a lot of uh, excitement, a lot of getting ready to go. You're the only one I know that is psyched to get buried. Yeah, uh, that's, that's pretty much what they said, yeah. Jay tried to move forward, even though the inside joke was funny. Okay, okay, okay. What is the info for the script? Uh, Harvey Shulman. Can't. Okay? Jay looked back at him in confusion. That was something he wasn't really planning on hearing from Goober. Huh? What the hell are you talking about? You heard me. 
Yeah, I'll yeah, say it again. Three words. Just in case you missed them. Harvey Shulman Kent. Did you get it this time? Who the hell is Harvey Shulman Kent? Oh, there's the law firm that handled my uh, latter part of my career. Uh, wait, latter? Latter. Uh, you, you know what I mean, the late part of my career. Those guys should be able to make sure you will be well taken care of. Don't you worry about it. They'll handle your publishing rights. No problem. He paused in the cab of the hearse. It wasn't originally what they were looking for, but it still was indeed vital information. But considering what had just happened for him and Harry to actually get that information, it seemed like it was anticlimactic. Jay saw Jerry coming toward the hearse, and Jay started to panic. Okay, Goober, it's time to go back. No, no, hey, 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 dude, I just, just, love, just one last... Jerry is coming, man. You need to get uh, back in the coffin. Just my son, my wife, Felicity... That I love them. Please. I will, but you need to. Jerry stopped at Jay's window. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Jay rolled down the window and smiled nervously. Uh, hey, Jerry. How are you today? Not much. Ready to get Mr. McElhaney inside. Jay turned his head to see that Goober had already gotten back into his coffin as if he never got out. Jay sighed in relief. Yeah. Oh. And I'm sorry for your loss. He, he was a great wrestler. I was heartbroken when I heard Jake the Snake died. Dude, Jake the Snake is still alive. He is? Then who the hell was I thinking of? Jay got out of the hearse and walked toward the back. Lance came out of the mausoleum and walked towards him. Where's Harry? He should have been here by now. Jay picked up his phone to call him, but instead another number came through. He answered it. Hello? Hey, what the hell? Are you almost here? Uh, unfortunately, no. I'm, um, I'm in jail. Jail? How did you end up in jail from the chiropractor's office? It's a long story. Just, uh, just get here. You've been listening to Fun With Dirt, a Dark Charm Media production. Guest starring, Ferd Burfel, Emily McAnulty, and Nick Nenno. Demolition theme provided by YouTube by Rick Derringer. Pop and Circumstance, Public Domain, All Rights Reserved, Copyright 2021.